What? Winky. Okay. Um, we are live. Thanks for being here this morning. It's 9.29. We've got a minute till Sunday school. We're going to get started right at 9.30. Um, good morning, Roscoe. Thanks for joining us. As we allow people to get on, good morning. It's 9.30. Welcome to Sunday School, Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Another session. Uh, we're going to allow people to get on and get started uh, with uh, some praise music right now. Kurt Carr and the Kurt Carr Singers. I almost let go. We're going to play that and allow people to get on and log on with us. So uh, thanks again for being here this morning. Morning, Ann, and good morning, Liz. Crystal, wherever you are. <laughs> Come on, hunt somebody next to me. I was really down. I was really down. The devil really had me. But God's mercy kept me. I'm here tonight because of God's mercy. Amen. Come on now, just thank him. Just thank him. Amen. Victor. 
morning, Jackie. Okay, that was um, Kurt Carr and the Kurt Carr Singers, I Almost Let Go. That was the song, and thanks again for that, Arlen. God bless you. You're finding good stuff for us to listen to in the morning before we get started with Sunday School. Um, I have a few announcements I want to make. Um, first of all, make sure, uh, we, as a reminder as well, too, um, as you know, we've been doing Sunday School now uh, online for um, a number of weeks now. It's been, it's been quite a few weeks. We're just almost, I know we're approaching 30 weeks of uh, doing Sunday School online, and that's kind of uh, the way things have been going. Morning, Ronnie. Um, I wanted to make sure that uh, we are trying to emphasize for as many people as possible who are in our church that they have an opportunity to be able to get online with Sunday School because... For all intents and purposes, we're going to be doing Sunday School online for the immediate future, uh, for the foreseeable future, just because of the, the nature of the pandemic. And now we're moving into uh, flu season as well. And we want to make sure that people are staying safe in their homes or safe wherever they are. Um, so uh, if there are anybody, individuals that you know who would like to get online and are not able to get online because they don't have the necessary equipment, please let us know. We can provide uh, those individuals with uh, an iPad or something like that to be able to get online. As long as they have the Wi-Fi, that's really all that they need. Um, if you have a cell phone, you can get on. Um, but we just want to make sure that everyone has as many opportunities as possible to get on and get online. Um, there is going to be an announcement later on in church. I'm not going to uh, spoil the announcement, but it's going to necessitate people being able to have that type of uh, ability to get online and, and fellowship with us online because it's just going to be the nature of the way things are right now. So I'm just going to make that mention to everybody who, if you know someone in that situation who needs to be able to get online or even assist someone if they're not quite sure what to do, uh, please advise and let, yes, please advise and let uh, let us know and we can try to provide something for them to be able to do that, uh, at least as far as a device is concerned. Can't do anything about the Wi-Fi part, but we can do a lot uh, to help in the other area. Um, we are going to be meeting in church in Akron today. Uh, we are asking uh, that tithes and offerings uh, be presented at the church when you either when you enter or when you leave. We are not passing around a collection plate, um, but we will have a box available for you to drop your tithes and offerings in the box to your right as you, uh, walk, in. Your right as you walk in the, in, the, in the church entrance. That's where it will be. So just making sure you're aware of that. Um, we're going to be meeting in church. And, of course, um, following the safety protocols, we're doing everything we can as a church to make sure that you as an individual are safe. And we are, of course, uh, having the temperature checks when you enter the building. Um, we ask if you are any, in any way under the weather, if you have a cold uh, or anything like that, whether it's a cold or whatever it is, Please don't come. We, we ask that you just stay home and just visit with us online. We will be online as well um, at church um, later on uh, after you know 11 o'clock when we get set up and everything. Um, if you want to mail your tithes or offerings, you can do so. Akron Alliance Fellowship, the address is 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, uh, 44320. Um, and let's go ahead now that we've gone through that. Oh, and one more thing. Next Sunday, um, whether you realize it or not, is actually going to be a time change. We are actually going back to standard time. Um, so if you tune in uh, at, at 9.30 next week, you're going to be <laughs> – it's going to be a little bit different because uh, uh, we won't either we won't be online yet or whatever, but uh, um, your clocks get set back. Um, so make sure that you turn your clocks back one hour and that's literally after Halloween. Um, 
Now turn your clocks back one hour. So we have a time change. Believe it or not, we're already there at this time of year. It's pretty amazing. Um, for those of you um, who are not in their time zone, you'll have to adjust accordingly to whatever that means wherever you are. Um, so with that in mind, let's go ahead and get started. We have um, uh, the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Uh, and uh, and we're, yeah, we're going to pray. Um, we're going to pray right now, and uh, we just thank you for being here this morning, and thank you for uh, your attention, and thank you for just fellowshipping with us here. Uh, we really appreciate it. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to uh, get together and just go over your word. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to take a deep breath and just quiet our spirits and allow you to speak directly to us. We thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for your loving presence. We thank you for your reassuring presence. Lord, we just thank you for all that you have done for us to keep us through this entire situation. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your covering. And Lord, we, have, we just ask that you just help us to continue to manage day by day and do what's necessary. And as we do those things, Lord, that we give you the regard that you deserve, the praise and worship for who you are and what you have been doing in our lives. And we thank you and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Oh, um, Jackie, I, I do see your note down here before I leap ahead here. Say a prayer to bring my cousin home. Been missing a week from Akron. Oh, okay. Jalen Iron Cannon is his name. Let's go ahead and do that right now. Let's pray uh, about uh, Jalen's return, who has been missing. Um, that does happen more often than we care to acknowledge. Um, we see those things all the time. So let's go ahead and pray right now about Jalen's return. Uh, Lord, we just pray now for Jalen that you just bring him back home. We pray that you just uh, lift him up in your arms and carry him back where he needs to be. We don't know all the details as to why he is not at home, but Lord, we understand that things happen in situations where people uh, feel they have to get away or feel they have to get away from something. We don't quite know what that is, but we also know that you are more powerful than Satan and you always have been. And we pray now that you just bring this young man back home. Pray that you protect him and keep him and keep him safe in the process. Lord, we just thank you for the good result. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thank you uh, for sharing that. That's what this text thing is all about, where we can see things online. And uh, you can ask questions or ask for prayer requests. And it's all the more reason why it's really, really important for us to make sure that as many of us as possible have the ability to get online and communicate. And if for whatever reason you can't do that, um, you then we will certainly work with you. If you go online to our Facebook page um, and and make a note of that uh, as well, too. Go to Facebook and, and list your comments there as well, too. We do try to refer to comments after we're done. Um, but we the line of communication to our church is always open. Of course, we have email address, um, akronalliance at gmail.com, where you can also reach out to us as well, too, individually. Uh, or call the church or call us, and we'll be happy to pray with you right then and there if you need that. And we noticed that Jack, that uh, Jalen is a 27-year-old male. Um, thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that. And we were going to keep him in prayer. And uh, we'll remember to pray for him even after today and until he returns home. And, and we're just going to pray for a good result. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, we'll pray for a good result. Amen. Amen. All right. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. You know, when we plan these studies we don't quite know how they're going to match up with uh, the message that comes later but they it seems to work out um, where there's a very um, interesting part of the subject matter here uh, where we're actually going to be talking about that a little bit later on during the, the message today uh, at church um, you're welcome Jackie anytime we that's what we're here for we're here to support each other but the messages are, are actually going to be common in some aspects, so we'll go over that later. Let's go ahead and read it. Galatians 6, verses 1 through 18. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, we ask that you follow along, and um, this is a, a great passage uh, to look at here today, so it's a good timing for that. So, it's Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices there. Amen. 
Okay, let's start with verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. Verse 3, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You're not that important. Verse 4, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will, need to, for then you, you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Verse 6, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Verse 11, notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Verse 12, those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as disciples. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. Verse 17, from now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars that I show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Okay, that's the entire passage, and that's the book of Galatians, chapter 6, in its entirety. That is the last book of the uh, uh, Galatians. Now, what we need to understand as we've gone through this passage for the past few weeks, every letter has what we call an introduction, a body of the letter, and a conclusion. And this chapter is essentially a conclusion of what's been discussed earlier. And we, we will summarize that through this. But there are also some important points that are mentioned in this passage that are something that we should all be mindful of, um, not just the Galatian church, of course. Let's go back to the top of this, and let's go through this step by step as we, as we look at this in greater detail. And even uh, an, another nuance about this particular letter uh, learning about how these letters are even written in the first place and, and just getting some additional um, dialogue about that uh, out there for us to kind of chew on. So let's start back with verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Your video just ended. It looks like I'm here. Okay. I think we're still on. I don't know what happened. Okay, so it says... Be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I'll just look for messages if something happens. Okay, so let's look at this a little bit further. No Christian should ever think that he or she is totally independent and doesn't need help from others. That's one thing we need to look at here. We are sometimes can be a little bit too proud uh, thinking that we need to uh, try to accomplish something, but we don't need to let anyone else know what's going on. And we just saw an example of that right here. Someone asked for prayer. If you need prayer, you need to ask uh, someone to help pray with you. You're, 
The prayers of many are what are powerful. We need to make sure that we're all praying for each other, sharing each other's burdens. This is something that we all have burdens that we need to share from time to time. Some of them um, usually are resolved within a day or two. Some of them take much longer. You need to understand that. We need to share with each other. Don't feel as though you are on an island and you can't share with other people. And you also need to make sure that you're ready to help others when it comes time if they come to you and ask you uh, to, to, uh, to pray for them. Be ready to pray for them. Be ready to help a brother or a sister in need. The body of Christ, the church, functions only when the members work together for the common good. It doesn't mean, it certainly doesn't mean that everybody is perfect. We're not perfect. We all struggle with areas of perfection. We struggle with areas of sin. We struggle with areas where, frankly, some of us need to be corrected. Some of us need encouragement. Some of us need something to help us go through. Look in on someone and ask them how they're doing from time to time. Don't feel as though you should just sit by yourself and, and, and fester or whatever and also reach out to others if you need prayer for something. So we just got a great example of that this morning. And I, you know, we, all I can say is that to God be the glory that we are able to see him work and see how he works in our lives and how he um, deals with us personally and individually. But be always be humble. Always be ready to be gentle when you're reaching out to someone else. Um, you want to help that person deal with their burdens as much as possible. That is really, really important. There's a passage I want to look at here really quick. John chapter 13. John 13. Uh, keep your finger where you are uh, in Galatians and go to John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. John 13, verses 34 and 35. And this is something that I, we've even preached about this recently. <clears throat> we've had in conversation when we're talking about people coming from all different walks of life, all different types of people, being ready to uh, help that person through whatever situation they're going through, or just being an encouragement to that individual. John 13, verses 34 and 35 and i want to add to that living as christ would have us to live and reaching out to other people a new commandment i give to you that you love one another just as i have loved you you are also to love one another that's jesus speaking to his disciples by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another we are all disciples of jesus christ and so we are supposed to live in that same way where we are loving one another um, just as we are called to do, we are supposed to love each other and love one another because that's the commandment that he gives to us. In doing so, we are helping a brother or a sister who needs help. We are ready to help when called upon. And for those of us who need to ask for prayer from someone, ask for it. Um, it's not an intrusion to ask for prayer by any stretch of the imagination because the prayers of many uh, who are righteous avail much. The pay prayer of one person is powerful, but then when you multiply that by a number of people, it's even more powerful. It's even more, um, more of an important thing for us to remember to always do. Okay. I hope everybody got that. I think that's really important. If you don't get anything else out of what we're talking about today, we need to make sure that we're sharing each other's burdens, as it says in verse 2 of Galatians chapter 6. And that way you're being obedient to the law of Christ. There you go. That's really important. Let's drop further down in the passage. Um, I'm going to look at verse 4 real quick too. Pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Wow. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. One of the problems that we do have in the body of Christ and one of the problems that you know, maybe some of you have experienced is that you've got people who are Comparing what they're doing to what someone else is doing. Well, for, for goodness sake, don't do that. You're gifted and talented in a certain way that God has enabled you to be, and that's the way you need to be. You need to make sure that you're paying attention to your own work. I, I like that passage because if you're sidetracked about what somebody else is doing or if you're not focusing on what your work is, then your work is going to be diminished 
or your work is going to be deficient. Uh, if you're serving the Lord in such a way where you're looking to him and looking for him to give you guidance and direction, that's the best place you can be. There's no need to be concerned about what other people are doing because we are all in the body of Christ working together for the common good. That's the most important thing we need to see here. So please keep that in mind as we move forward. Um, those who are taught the word of God, verse 6 in Galatians 6, should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Now, I'm not going to dwell on that one a whole lot because that's talking about making sure that you're giving attention to those people who are, are sacrificing and giving time to help you. Um, I think it's very important for you to acknowledge those individuals, certainly. Um, um, for those who know me uh, as a teacher, uh, I, I just drop very subtle hints as far as the things that I like uh, personally. There's a subtle hint. You know, it's, it's, uh, if you want to remember something like that, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just mentioning um, I love Starbucks, uh, so if you want to keep that in mind in the future for future reference, you can do that. But we're going to move on because um, I was kind of making a joke about that. I don't think that that's... It certainly is not required. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so it's not a requirement. But, you know, every now and then hints are good, so just keep that in mind as we do that. Uh, yeah, I know that. Well, it's, it's, it's not all serious, you know. I'm going to do things like Okay, so, um, but acknowledge those individuals, Pastor Gus, those people who are, are sharing, giving their time in ministry to share with you. Anybody who's doing that, uh, please do so. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning, Glenda. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, uh, thanks for joining us during our moment of levity there uh, as we move forward. Now, let's get back to this passage again. Go down to verse 7, back to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Um, very important for us to see um, this message here that Paul is giving to the Galatian church, summarizing all they've been through. And understand something. They've been through a lot. We, I want to emphasize this very, very carefully and make sure that you're aware of this, that the Galatians church was scuffling mightily. There was a lot going on with that church, dealing with uh, those Judaizers, those people who felt it was more important for them to be circumcised. And we'll look at that a little bit later on in the passage, too, rather than just look to Christ for faith and trusting in him. And so there was a lot of scuffling going on in the church. And that's why Paul took the time to write a pretty lengthy letter um, to them to address those issues. Let's go back to verse 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. And interestingly enough, you know, I was reading in the book of Daniel this morning about um, Belshazzar. It's whoever the son of, the, of uh, Nebuchadnezzar is. I think that's his name. Um, where it was actually the passage where the writing was on the wall about him, where he was following all kinds of idols and worshiping gods of gold, gods of silver, um, drinking wine. Uh, with the concubines and the other people who were there with him and basically acknowledging who he was personally and denying who God was. And basically it says here in Galatians 6, you're going to always harvest what you plant. And look at verse 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. No one could tell Belshazzar what the... Uh, language was on the wall, that writing on the wall that was taking place, it terrified him until he called in Daniel and they recommended Daniel come and talk to him. And basically Daniel told him, your time is up. Uh, just summarize it in that way because you were not, you deliberately were not acknowledging all the things that happened with Nebuchadnezzar, how he acknowledged who God was, but you didn't. Uh, he, he was saying that you were worshiping all these other things and you were not following even in your own father's footsteps and doing what was right and appropriate. Um, so your time is up. That's essentially what was meant by the language that the kingdom would be divided between the Medes and the Persians. And so he died that night after he got that word from Daniel because he reaped what he sowed. Um, ultimately, what, that's what it comes down to. Your sinful nature is going to, um, frankly, uh, just from that lesson in that passage, it can cut your life short. Do not do that to yourself. Those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So we need to make sure that we're always paying attention to those things. Now, I have a commentary here that's based upon this passage. And it says, uh, it's natural law to reap what we sow. There are things that we do where if you work hard and you, you do a lot of good things, then there will be a benefit that comes from that. If you don't work hard, you're going to also see that there are no fruits that come from that. And you'll be poor. Those who do not 
those who work will eat, and those who don't work won't eat. Um, but we also need to understand that there's behaviors involved here within the body of Christ, too. Gossip will not be rewarded by God. Gossip will not be acknowledged as something that's very good because what will happen if you gossip a whole lot, you're going to lose a lot of friends. You're not going to be able to be a great testimony in the body of Christ if you don't have a lot of friends. If you, if you have a reputation, you are going to have a problem with um, friendships and, for that matter, witnessing and speaking to other people about the love of Christ. We need to make sure that we are reaping joy and everlasting life if you are planting to please God, which means what? Being obedient to him, being obedient to the Father, listening to what the Father tells you, listening to the words of Jesus Christ, what he refers to as to what you should be doing and how you should be acknowledging him. And if you're doing those very things, you are going to reap um, good things that come from all of that. But if you reap bad things, you're not going to get anything from that. Let's drop down back to Galatians 6, verse 9. So let's, let's not get tired of doing what is good. Amen and amen and amen. Uh, that is something that's really important for us to remember. Don't let the circumstances of this world get you down so much that you stop doing what's good. Go out of your way to do what's good. Don't get tired of it. And it says at the second part of verse 9, at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. In other words, we can't give up. We have to just stay after it. We've got to keep doing what's necessary. Um, please understand that it's very important for you just not to give up. Don't give up. Never give up. I've never forgotten those lines from Jim Valvano when he was dying of cancer. Now, one of the very important things that he said in his particular message when he was about to win an ESPY award was never give up. Don't ever give up. Now, he knew he was dying, and yet he still kept doing what was necessary to try to do what he felt was good for other people. I believe he did know the Lord, and I believe he really was trying to communicate this very important message and truth to as many people as he could, could do that. And he probably had a memorable message that's still on tape, is still out there if you go look up Jim Valvano. He's a coach at North Carolina State. He won a national championship in college basketball. Um, but he had cancer, and he knew he was going to leave here, but he just said, never give up. Just keep doing what's necessary. And um, it's very important for us to understand that if we keep doing, don't get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Please keep that in mind as you live your life. Now, and I mention that because we're all human beings, right? We all need encouragement from one time or another. If you don't get a word of thanks... If you don't see tangible results from your doing good, don't worry about it. He just says, don't give up doing good. You don't know what God's timing is in that situation. You need to understand that God is going to do something in someone's life. If you just keep doing what's good and be consistent with it, not only will that other person experience that goodness of God through the love of Jesus Christ, remember it says love every one another no matter what, then you'll receive that blessing and that assurance as well too. Paul was challenging the Galatians to just keep doing good. Just keep trusting God. Keep trusting God for the results. They were scuffling, and, and Paul was trying to, to encourage them as much as possible because of their scuffling just to stay after it. Just keep doing good. I don't care what's going on around you, no matter what's happening. Stay with it and do what's good. Stay what, what's with, what is right, what is pure. You're following those uh, manners of the Spirit as far as how you're supposed to act. And in due time, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing. Morning, Johnny. So just keep that in mind as we uh, look at these things. We're going to reap the harvest of blessing. And you know what? If we reap the harvest of blessing after we leave here, so be it. That's what it comes down to. Um, you want Christ to be able to come back and say, well done, good and faithful servant. No matter what you've been through or what's going on. That's what you want. That's what you We, we all want that. It's great to have reassurance from people here uh with us right now that we fellowship with, but we also need to stick together. And we have a wonderful presence online right now. Uh, right now there's 19 of us online, which is a wonderful thing. And you know what? It is hard. Uh, Tasha's making a comment. It is hard sometimes. Of course it is. That's what the Galatians were going through too, a very, very hard and difficult time. They were struggling mightily because they were being pulled all apart by people who thought they should be doing something different 
than focusing on the love of Jesus Christ. But you just have to stay with it. And that's all the more reason for us to reach out and ask others for prayer when we're having this hard time. That's exactly what this is all about. This message uh, in Sunday school is coming through together beautifully. This is exactly what we need to be doing. Reaching out to others to pray for you, to help you when it's hard. When there, there are going to be times in our lives where we cannot solve a problem. And there are things happening beyond our control. Amen? There are a lot of things that happen in our lives that are beyond our control. We don't have control over things. And that's what makes a lot difficult, a lot of things difficult sometimes. All the more reason for us to band together as in the body and ask for each other's support and encouragement and reach out and pray. And we can do those things at all times. And, you know, right now we're going through a thing where uh, during our pandemic it's hard because some of us are kind of like sheltering in place again a little bit more because there's a spike in the county. We, we've got... We've got a spike in cases, and, and understand that those cases are, we have more cases because we have better testing, and so we know what's going on, and that testing is good because we can track, and we can see where things are, and we know what's going on. So there are times when information like that is good because it helps us to be able to navigate situations and circumstances. So rather than looking at it as a negative, let's look at it as good information, making sure that we're uh, praying for each other, supporting each other, helping each other through this situation. And it's not easy. It's never easy when we're going through. Uh, pandemics are not easy to go through. There have been good things that come from it, and there have been good things that have uh, been dealt with through these situations. But ultimately, we just need to keep in prayer and support each other. And we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And we need to, I, thank you, Ronnie, not live in fear. I mean, there, we need to understand that Satan is the one who would have us to be fearful. But God is saying we can do better than that. We can do much better than that. We need to go beyond fear and have faith and trust in him. Okay, I'm watching my time here because we, we need to keep moving and get through the rest of this passage because we also have to get to church eventually. So... But let's remember, don't give up or don't get tired of doing what is good. And let's keep doing those things. And let's support each other and pray for each other. And we, we, we're we here online. Those of us who are here, you, you'll kind of see who's online. And, and we ask that you just pray for those other individuals who are, are reaching out and, and making sure those things. If I miss something, because uh, I'm in the middle of something right here, I guess. Let's go back to verse 10. Galatians 6.10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. Do good to everyone. That's going back to what we read in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Love one another. Love everyone. Love everyone. Maybe even when you don't feel as loved as you should be, you love that other person anyway. Um, don't let your feelings affect how you minister to other people. Um, that's very important too. Um, some of us have had good days and some of us have had lousy days, but don't let a lousy day take you away from saying kind words to someone else, loving someone else, because that's really important for us to see and understand too. Um, okay. Now let's look at verse 11, because this is something that's very important for us to look at here. It says in verse 11, notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Well, we need to understand that uh, these letters were often dictated. They were being written, uh, given to a scribe to write out. And remember, Paul is in prison, so he doesn't necessarily have access to all the things that he needs to just write letters freely. So he dictated the letter, but then he takes the pen into his own hand to write the final words, which are going to be verses 12 through 18, himself to add emphasis to what he has been talking about. Throughout the letter, remember the entire letter, introduction, body, and conclusion. Now he's giving his own emphasis and to validate uh, that the letter was genuine because, you know, that's, that's really important for us to see that he is putting his stamp on this letter by writing these final words. Uh, and he wants to make sure that people know that this is Paul speaking, not just some Joe who's writing a letter to him. He's giving uh, further authenticity uh, to his uh, ownership of the content of this letter. 
So let's go down to, let's drop down to verse 13. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. So we're learning that the Judaizers, that's what Paul is saying here, really had their own motivation in trying to get the Galatians to uh, get circumcised. Remember, the Galatians are, are were frankly, uh, they're Gentiles. They were, some of them were pagans. They were uh, merely uh, converting to Christ, but the Judaizers were emphasizing the old law, uh, for those who weren't with us before, by getting circumcised. And frankly, they were doing those things to try to say, well, we're the ones who converted that individual to do what was right. They were doing it for their own personal motivation, their own personal gain. Um, I, would, I wish I could say it differently, but there are a number of people who are serving in the church who do things sometimes for their own personal gain. And we need to recognize that. That's just the nature of uh, human beings. Human beings are going to do what they do. And, of course, they're going to bring sinful behavior into a church or into the body of Christ. But here's what we need to understand about this. More important than that, first of all, the Judaizers were emphasizing circumcision as a proof of holiness. But they were ignoring the other Jewish laws. They were just giving this as a, as a way to get the Galatians to be more involved. Now, what does that mean? Well, people sometimes choose a certain principle of prohibition and make it the measure of faith. In other words, they're infusing laws or ways of thinking as a measure of a person's faith, how much faith that person has. And I can't do that to anybody else. I don't have that kind of ability to tell someone, well, you're being faithless. You should be doing this more. That's not my, uh, uh, there's not my role to do that. It's not my job to do that. If, if you're dealing with something very specific, we can have a counsel and talk about those things, but I'm not going to get into and make a judgment or a value judgment about something like that. Um, we need to understand that some people might condemn drunkenness, but they'll ignore gluttony. Oops. Um, th those are very important things we need to see here. I mean, <laughs> it's, um, and, and that is going to actually be part of the message today at church. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, what are the things that you, we need to be dealing with individually um, before we even talk to other people. We need to deal with our own lives and make sure that we're doing what's right. Others might despise promiscuity, but they'll tolerate prejudice. Um, some who are adamant against homosexuality uh, ignore child abuse. Uh, do you see where I'm getting with this? Uh, we can't pick and choose what we think we should be doing. The Bible in our in its entirety is our rule of faith and practice. We can't pick and choose the mandates we want to follow. We have to be very consistent in our faith. You, you can't stand for one thing and just disregard the other if it's in the Word of God. So I gave those examples as a way for us to look at um, life in general. And if you're approaching this from the standpoint of looking at other people's and let's say their lifestyles or whatever it is, God says love everyone. It doesn't really make any difference what they're doing. Love everyone. How is Christ going to prevail in the life of a person that you know needs salvation if you are not expressing that love through the message of Christ? How is that person going to be reached? If, if that person perceives that everybody hates them, then how is the love of Christ going to be uh, made visible uh, in that person's life. And that's our responsibility to make sure that we're doing those very things. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're doing it. We're not compromising on our faith. We're merely speaking truth about our faith. We're speaking truth, but we're doing so in love, with humility, and with compassion. And we are always mindful that, but for the grace of God, go I. Because we indeed need to express the love of Christ in our lives and we know that we indeed are blessed because we're up and breathing. We're alive and breathing. We're doing what is necessary. We're, we're living in a pandemic. It's certainly different. It's a different experience. But, but for the grace of God, go I. We need to always remember that. And remember that we are not to pick and choose uh, what we believe is important. But we are to be consistent throughout Scripture in loving others, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. I think that's the most important thing to take away from that. So, down to verse 14. As for me, I may I never boast 
about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified. Amen. And the world's interest in me has also died. We are confronted on a regular basis with cultural pressures, overt propaganda, things that will take us away from those things that, as far as focusing on Jesus Christ. Don't let the world's influences take you away from Christ. That's the bottom line. You know you're living in the world. We need to make sure that those things that make us stumble, make it will trip us up. We need to ask God to crucify those things, our interest in those things, just as Paul did. Paul did the same thing for himself. Paul had to, I always come back to this, Paul um, had to take 12 to 13 years worth of ministry time, of time before even getting involved in ministry after his conversion. He had to learn some things, too. He had to learn things about himself. He had to learn things about his own personality. He had to learn how he was talking to people, what he was doing with people. So he was in training, and he had to learn all of these things himself. He had to take those things of the world and put them on the cross with Christ to help us through those situations. Um, let's go back real quick. Uh, Galatians 2.20, and I want to cover that real quick. Um, and make sure that we understand what that really refers to. Galatians 2.20. Um, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer who I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That was earlier in the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20. Those are the things we need to stand firm in. And one more passage, which is one we actually covered last week, uh, Galatians 5.24. Galatians 5.24, just as a reminder of all this. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Passions and desires. Those are the things that we need to be doing to make sure that we are laying all of our burdens, all of our sins, all of our burdens. We are asking for God to forgive us through Jesus Christ. But we're taking those burdens, those things that trip us up, and laying those burdens on the cross so that we live not in the flesh but in the spirit. And that's what we need to take away from that. So that's always going to be the emphasis and the focus. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation, that is Paul's message, message of summary to the Galatians. doesn't matter if you're circumcised or not. It matters if you are living for Christ, if you are transformed into a new creation. We have to allow the Spirit to change us inside and out in the way we live. He is the only way that we can function in this world today. We have to live according to Jesus Christ. And a lot of people are going to be emphasizing, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Well, yes, there are going to be things we have to pay attention to according to God's word and be consistent with it. But ultimately, we need to be doing so with the power of the Holy Spirit to make sure we're living in such a way where we're having a transition, a change. Paul had to be changed inside and out before he was even allowed to get involved in ministry. And so we need to see that change take place as well for us too living a good life without an inward change leads to a shallow or empty spiritual walk being good is just not enough can we just make that conclusion being good is important but being good in itself is not enough we need to have the love of christ in our lives we need to be listening to the spirit speaking to us we need to be listening to uh, frankly other teachings as well too that uh, also emphasize that we need to make sure we're always hearing what God would have us to do and living in such a manner where we reach out outwardly to others and live in that manner as well too and live the love of Christ before others we need to be ready to make sure that we're doing what's what's necessary to change be changed from the inside out be changed from the inside out and I'm going to challenge you to make sure that you're living in that way 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, For anyone who is in Christ, they are a new creation. 
He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So the summary that Galatian, in Galatians that Paul was writing to them, to the Galatian church, just to stay with it. Don't give up. Stay with it. Uh, walk in faith. Walk in Christ. Serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay obedient to him. Allow the Holy Spirit to work within you, to change you. You know how you were before you accepted Christ. And guess what? He's had to help us deal with all of that. What your tendencies are, what your preferences are, what your methodology is. He wants us to be consistent in our faith. And that's what he challenges us to do every day. Amen? Let's close out in prayer. Father, we just thank you for all that you have done for us and all that you will continue to do for us. We thank you for the lessons in the book of Galatians on how you just challenge us to just go beyond what we see, but trust in you and have faith in you. No matter what's going on, no matter the pressures that are taking place, people telling us how we should do things, what we should do, Lord, we just want to circle back and come back to you and do what you would have us to do. Because you and you alone are the ones who know, is the one who knows what we all need to do in order to live in such a way where we're serving you. And Lord, we don't want to look at what other people are doing. We want to look at what you would have us to do. We thank you, Lord, for your giftings. We thank you, Lord, for your talent. We know that you've given each believer at least one thing that they can do to serve you and your kingdom. And we thank you. That sometimes we have many other things that we can do, but we just thank you, Lord, that you've just given to us at all. We thank you for your grace and mercy, and we're reminded, but for the grace of God, we go forward. And we give you thanks, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to conclude here because uh, we have used up our allotted time, and we're going to join you once again later on um, down at church in Akron. Uh, for a live stream as well too so please stay tuned uh, about 11 o'clock or so we'll be hooking up and getting back online so just look for us then uh, i want to thank all of you for being with us online we've had a a, a great uh, i would say a record uh, sunday school uh, as far as numbers go this is what we were all hoping for and envisioning and we were, we were just going to keep going this this path for as long as we can thank you and amen jackie amen tasha tasha uh, tasha i'm sorry uh, just thank you for being here uh, this morning. We we just love all of you being online with us. Join us uh, later on at church uh, online if you're not able to come. Uh, and as a reminder for those who are coming to church, uh, if you're doing your tithes and offerings, please make sure that you drop them off in the drop box when you come in the church or when you leave. It's on the right-hand side of the doorway as you come in. Um, please remember also, too, if you're coming to church, if you want to come to church, but if you're not feeling well, please stay home. We appreciate that. Uh, we have seating Social distance seating as well, too, which is very, very helpful. It's assigned. And it is assigned. If you don't know where you sit, uh, we will make sure that you are just ask an usher, and they'll help you with that. But all the seating is assigned, so everything is great. And uh, we would love to have you today. Um, we just praise the Lord for all that he's doing in our lives. Amen. Um, thank you for being here. We're going to sign off, head down to Akron, go to church. We'll have a message for you as well later on, too. Um, and uh, we just thank you for being here. Uh, God bless you all. Uh, remember, next week we have Daylight, sa uh, daylight Savings Time ends, going back to Standard Time, so just watch for uh, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back online for Sunday School uh, next week. Uh, God bless you all. You take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>